I came in the house and I, I lay on the floor because I just bought new couches and I didn't want to throw up on my couch. So I was on the floor. And here's the thing about, and this is, not, this is gross, but I don't care. I forgot how to throw up. I haven't thrown up since I was like 20 years old, right? So I'm, so I'm like in the bathroom. I'm like, am I getting ready to throw up? And then all of a sudden, I'm, and I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, oh, no. Nah. And I don't want to put my face down there. People sit on that thing, you know what I mean? So long story short, I, I, I get kind of alive, and I'm laying there. And the beauty of it, when you don't feel well or when you're still, you know, God, like, takes advantage of that time. And he just, like, hey, since you got nowhere to be, we can just talk a little bit, you know. And I was talking about wisdom when I left off before I had uh, uh, departed for a little bit. And so uh, I'm going to expound on some more on wisdom. Because I think wisdom is so important right now. Because there are so many things going on in the world and around us. And if you don't have wisdom, you won't be able to figure things out. I mean, you... We, we have to take a minute and look at things. And then we remember we looked at before I was gone about wisdom. We were talking about how, you know, wisdom is, is something that is, it's, 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 it's got to be figured out. It's something that, that see, you got smart, but then you have wise. I'm not a very smart man, but, I, but God has given me wisdom beyond my years. I've always survived that way. A wise person to get out of any situation. A smart person is smart in that area. And trust me, I envy a lot of smart people and I'm envy, especially those who are good with math. I hate math. I'm like, I can't figure math out. Only math I want is count money, you know what I mean? And, and it's like, so it's like, but wisdom comes and if God, Bible says in all that getting, getting understanding, if you lack wisdom, let him ask. It's so important for your walk, how to, how to wise your way through life, all right? So if we look at, 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 at this wisdom about how to deal with other people, because there's so many different types of people out here, and I ran into all of them, all right? All right? And when I say people, I'm talking about Christians. And, and, and I mean, the world is the world, and I understand that, but it's, it's kind of getting hard. I'm not putting anybody down, but it's kind of getting hard to, 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 differ, to make a difference between the world and us. We, we've meshed in with the world so well that we, it's hard to kind of tell. Before, you used to can just tell, cause maybe because we were too religious. Everybody say amen. Amen. But now, because we're not too religious, we've, now we've become too natural. And we blend in with the world so well. So it's, but, I, but in this occasion, I'm talking about these different types of people who have these different types of beliefs. We believe in the same God, but it's amazing how many different ways we believe in him. Everybody say amen. Amen. Maria, let's go. Mark chapter 12. Later, they sent some of the Pharisees and Herodians to Jesus to catch him in his words. So here it is. They, the, the, the religious leaders or the Jewish leaders sent these people, the Pharisees and the Herodians and the Sadducees, even though Sadducees and Herodians were Pharisees, to catch him in his word or to trick him, to trip him up, to trip up Christ because Christ is starting to now teach the kingdom and they're starting to really get upset about it. And so they send people to go, you need to go question him. Maybe we can get him... Catch him up in some stuff. Next verse. They came to him and said, Teacher, we know that you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. But you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. It is right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not. And so here it is. They come and they butter him up first and it's all a lie. We come and we know, we know you're a great guy of integrity. We know you treat everybody the same. You know you tell the truth all the time. Now if that's the case, then why are you trying to question him? Right. 
I mean, if you really believed all that, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't even be there in the first place. So they don't believe all that. They're trying, to get, they're trying to set Jesus up going like, I know you're a man of truth. And man, be careful when people comment on you and they give you too many, too many, uh, 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 what's the word? Too many accolades is another word I'm looking for, though. Compliments. compliments. Be careful when you take. Don't take a lot of compliments. I don't take any compliments well at all. Because I'm always worried there's something behind it. Mm -hmm. I grew up in Detroit. <clears throat> I'm sorry. You got to always watch it back. You know what I mean? And it's like, man, when people begin to compliment you too much, it, it, it <laughs> always it makes me a little nervous. Here he is. They're giving Jesus all these compliments. And, and then they go, okay, is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? That was a very political question because the Herodians who asked him this question, they were actually followers of King Herod. They actually believed that the Romans way of thinking is very strong and we love their politics. Even though we're, we believe in this new Christ thing and this new, I mean, I mean, this new God thing, we're Jews, we believe in God, we believe in the terror and the Pentateuch, but yet and still we believe that the Herodian, the, what King Herod has set in place, we follow that. We're very political. They were very political. And then I watched that, that how over the years that Christians have become so political. Mm -hmm. you know, every, we're, we're just as political as the world. We, we're, and, I, and I used to think that, that, okay, remember I tell everybody I'm a Republicrat. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, but now if I look at this and because I was sick and I was at home with nowhere to go, I look at it as it's not really about being even in the middle. It's about something totally different. See, I, I was kind of believing what you can't always be this way or that way. It's got to kind of be in the middle. And I'm realizing something. You've got to be totally different. Amen. Let me show you what Jesus did. Go. Should we pay or shouldn't we? But Jesus knew their hypocrisy. Why are you trying to trap me? But he Jesus asked. Says, Why are you trying to trick me? He's like, because here's what you're trying to trick me to do. If I make a comment and say that you need to pay the tax, then that's going against the Jewish uh, laws, not laws, but the way the Jews feel about this thing, because Jews don't want to pay this tax. All right. So that my thing is they don't want to pay the tax, they don't like the tax, and if I say don't pay the tax, then I'm guilty of treason. And then you guys can go back and say that, oh, see, he's treasonous, he's come to overthrow this, 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 our rulership. And so he's like, you're trying to trick me, you want me to pick a side. You want me to pick a certain way. Where you go? Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. And the beauty of it, he says, bring me a quarter. And I'm thinking, here's the king whose image on the, on the, on the coin is, is Caesar. And he says, bring me a, a, a coin. Here's the king here, who's talking about another king, which is Caesar. And here, this king that we serve don't even have a quarter. Mm. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't say, hey, let me show you something in my pocket. He says, hey, bring me a coin. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, here's this newfangled king who, not, now he's not rich. He doesn't live in palaces. He doesn't have guards. Everybody say amen. Amen. And he doesn't have armies, and he doesn't control everything going on around him. He never claims that everything is mine. And I'm going, man, here's the king who doesn't even have a coin. Remember, he says, foxes have holes, birds have nests, I have nowhere to lay my head. It, 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 it wasn't that he was necessarily homeless. He was talking about his headship over people. But, uh, but the concept is there. The concept is, man, here it is. I don't even have a coin. Can somebody bring me a coin? So bring me a Daenerys and let me look at it. Next verse. 
They brought the coin and he asked them, whose image is this and whose inscription? Now here's the real, here's a king looking at another king and this king is on the coin. And our king doesn't have a, doesn't even have a coin. Hallelujah. And then he goes, whose picture is on it? And Caesar's. they said, of course, it's Caesar's. Who else would you think would be on there? I'm trying to be slow here. Next verse. Caesar's, they replied. Then Jesus said to them, give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. And that amazed them. And, 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 and I'm going, wow, they were amazed by that. Because <laughs> here it is, he did not pick a side. Amen. He didn't, if he would have said, pay it, okay, if he would, that would, he would have picked a side. If he would have said, don't pay it, he would have picked the side he says but he says something amazing and the reason why they were amazed because everything belonged to Caesar so here's someone saying give Caesar what is his give your country what is his but make sure you give God what is his yeah give your country your, your vote give your country your ability to be a good member of this country and your support but give your heart to Jesus that's just how it works he's, he's saying give God what is his and then give Caesar what is his that this thing represents an earthly form of something mm -hmm. with his picture on it. So make sure you honor that. Give him that. But then there's a part of you you just don't give to the country, I'm telling you. Only God is reserved for that part. He's not going to share that with you and your country. So how come if Jesus wouldn't pick a political side of being conservative or liberal, how come we pick it for him? Mm. Amen. Because this is what I heard over the few years constantly. How can you be a, 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 a Christian who believes in Christ if you don't vote this way? Right. And I go, well, Jesus, why are we trying to make Jesus conservative? He didn't even make himself conservative. Amen. But don't get, don't get me wrong. Why are we trying to make Jesus liberal? He didn't make himself liberal. Mm -hmm. He came bringing something totally different. So everybody went screaming, pick a side oh, because of abortion. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, man, here's, we're trying to take Jesus and do something he didn't do to himself. Right. We want to put him in a political category. And here's Christ going, I'm not picking a side. Mm -hmm. You're trying to trick me. It's like, you know what? Vote however you want. But what, pay the tax, but don't pay the tax with your heart. Mm. Amen. Oh, man, we're so, uh, listen, I love my country, but I can't stand my government. <laughs> yep. It's not for the people. I'm sorry. I hope they don't come raid us and shut me down. But it's not for the people. It's not. And it's like, man, and here's the silly part. Here's the part about America that drives me nuts. We know that. <laughs> and we don't do anything about it. Because if all of us stood up at one time and said, we're tired of all of it, it would go away. But as long as we got constituents going, no, it has to be this certain way. Here's the danger. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I'm going to move on. And they were saying how, man, you know what? I pick a church that, that, that you know, they, that believes like I believe. And I go, that's not the way to pick a church. Amen. Don't come to this one, but I'm saying that's not the way to pick a church. <laughs> you pick a church by who tells you the truth. Amen. But here's the thing. The problem with people is always my truth. That's your truth. And I'm like, well, it's, it's, if, it's, if it's biblical, then it's kind of hard to argue with the Bible, you know. 
So here's Jesus going, man, you guys are, you guys are, you Herodians are very slick, but you're not slick enough, and you want me to pick a side, and I refuse to choose one, but so we pick one for them. We say, Jesus, in order to be with you, in order to be what we, you say we should be, we have to be this way. We have to vote this way. We have to act this way. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, why are we doing to Jesus he didn't do to himself? Amen. Maria, move on. I didn't like that one. Then the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. So here it is. The Herodians, he checked them off the list. They lost. So here goes the Sadducees who step up. And the Sadducees were the aristocrats. They had, they had quite a bit of money. They were, they were, they were definitely pharisaical. But my thing is they were the more of the upper set. They, they, they didn't really believe in the afterlife or resurrection. They didn't even really believe in all the laws of God. They kind of believed that you can kind of make your own way. They were very liberal. Yeah. They're very liberal in, in thinking, very affluent. You know how, man, if you know any, do you know any people who, who are rich? I know some rich people, not people who do okay, wealthy. You know what's hard, wealthy people? They, they, they pretty much just want to do whatever. Because mm-hmm. I can pretty much buy whatever. Everybody say amen. No? Amen. So I'm not mad at them. In fact, I wish I was one of them. <laughs> but, but it's like, man, that's how they think. They, they, they think kind of like, hey, whatever it should be, should be. It's, and if you look at the, the, the Sadducees, they represented, and they didn't get along with the Pharisees because the Pharisees were very staunch and very with the word and very religious and thought, and they believed that you better believe all these 614 commandments or you're not going to be okay. And then here's the Sadducees going, oh, we don't have, do we really have to do it that way? Right. Do we really have to honor that? Did he really mean that? They were very liberal in thinking. So here's the Herodians who were very political, and here's the Sadducees who were very liberal. What, what happened, Maria? Let's go. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. So here it is, your brother. brother gets married, and he marries a woman, but your brother dies, and now you got to marry her. <laughs> now, and I, I think about it, that was very merciful back in the day, because if a woman was married and didn't have a child, then nobody, it would be hard for her to get married again. Because mm-hmm. she was married, has no child, and it's like, and then her life, well, what is her life? It's kind of wasted. So it, this thing sounds crazy, but they put it in there with a, with a sense of, 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 you know, we got to do better. Take care of this, you know? Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not marrying my, my brother's wife. I'm not <laughs> but it's like, you know, that's why I was put in place because it was a different time, different place back then. Everybody say amen. Amen. So if your brother was married to a woman and your brother died, now it is your responsibility to marry this woman if she had no children. Next verse. Now there were seven brothers. The first one married and died without leaving any children. Mm-hmm. The second one married the widow, but he also died, leaving no child. It was okay. the same with the third. So here it is. They got seven brothers. I don't know what was going on with them. They were all dying. Right. But the long story short or short story long, all seven of them died, but they all seven of them had married this woman. All right? It's so sad. They don't care who the woman wants to be with. Everybody say amen. Amen. What if she ain't like uh, Jesse? <laughs> I don't know where Jesse came from. <laughs> it's too bad you're going to marry Jesse anyway. That's just how the law went, all right? Mm-hmm. So they all died. Now, now Maria... Come on. 
In fact, none of the seven left any children. Last of all, the woman died too. Mm -hmm. At the resurrection, whose wife will she be? So here it is. They're asking this question because you got to think, they don't even believe in the resurrection. Right. That's why it was clear at the beginning and saying the Sadducees who don't believe in the resurrection now, they're asking, coming to trick Jesus, going, okay, here's seven brothers. They all die, and then they marry the same woman, and she dies. They're all in heaven. Who's going to be standing there with her married? Mm. So she's going to have seven husbands in heaven? <laughs> when they get their home in heaven, they're going seven of them going to live in the same home? It's, it's amazing to me how people actually think that heaven is just going to be a better version of earth. Right. Just cleaner or, you know, the weather's <laughs> better, you know. <laughs> and that's what people believe. I mean, they, they believe that. They believe that, oh, you know, I had this couple and they were older and, 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 and the wife goes, Oh, I, you know, we get to heaven. I, you know, I just think I just want to live, you know, right next door to my husband. He goes, I don't want to live next door to you. He <laughs> says, who's going to be her husband? <laughs> Maria. Jesus replied, are you not in error because you do not know the scriptures says, or the power of God? So silly. You don't know the scripture. But wait a minute. We're Sadducees. Right. We've been around scripture all of our lives. We're fat. We're the upper set. We're the upper class. Yeah, I know we're a little liberal, but we, we break this thing down too. We just take out what we don't like. Mm -hmm. Sound like us. Amen. And, and, and he's going, man, you don't know. You don't know any scripture. Yes, I do. Don't you, do. Sadducee, do you see my badge? I am a Sadducee. <laughs> don't tell me I don't know scripture. And here's Christ being so wise. Mm-hmm. Taking back, listening to what they're saying, and, and then figuring out how to respond, realizing that all they're trying to do is just mix him up a bit. And Christ in his wisdom is just maneuvering around these guys and making them look silly. Mm -hmm. With wisdom. Amen. He says, you guys don't know scripture. Next verse. When the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels now, in heaven. Now, does anybody see that? Amen. Now, who said that? Jesus. Jesus. So when people go, oh, well, in heaven, you're not going, he's not going to be your husband. Amen. She is not going to be your wife. Yep. Now, I don't think God is cruel. I'm pretty sure you'll know who people are. Everybody say amen. <laughs> amen. I, my, my biggest thing is, man, I want to see my grandmother in heaven. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem, though. We'll all be the children of God. Yep. But I pray that I'll be able to recognize my grandmother. Amen. Everybody say amen. Now. Amen. So it's like you're not going to stand there holding your hand with your husband and wife. So don't let your husband and wife get involved with you and God. Everybody amen. say amen. Because sometimes it happens. Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, I'm not going to be standing there holding my kids' hands. Come on, kids. We're in heaven. Everybody, come on. Here we are, Christ. We're all here. <laughs> I'm going to be there by myself. Yep. And it's my job to get my children to be able to stand there by themselves. Everybody say amen. amen. And it's like, man, it's not going to, people think that heaven is going to just be earth better. And I'm saying it's going to be so different. Thank you, Lord. And you're right. Thank you, Lord. We corrupted this one. Everybody say amen. Amen. We'd be corrupted heaven too. <laughs> Neighbors would be fighting down the street, you know what I mean? Throwing pans out in the driveway, throwing clothes out in the front yard. 
<laughs> so he's telling these liberals, you're trying to trick me. Listen, you don't even believe in the resurrection. There will not be any of that husband, wife stuff in heaven. Do not get mad at me. I'm not saying this. Jesus is saying this. Amen. Maria, where are we going? Now, about the dead rising, have you not read in the book of Moses in the account of the burning bush? And he goes, okay, I'm not done with you yet. Now, about your whole thing about whether people resurrect or not, he says, remember when at the bush when God came up and told him, I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, and I'm sure they all went, yeah, we remember that, come on. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are badly mistaken. He says, listen, he didn't say I was, a, I was the one of the dead uh, uh, God, the dead Isaac, the dead Jacob. Everybody say amen. amen. He says, I am the God of these people still. Hallelujah. What he's saying is then they must not have stayed in the grave. Hallelujah. Yes, he's Lord. saying that there must be, well, they're in the grave, but there, there's, a, there's an afterlife. Back then, Christ hadn't came yet, and the people weren't ascending into heaven, but there was a place called Abraham's bosom. Amen. That the rich man looked up and saw Lazarus in there and says, man, I wish he could just help me up a little bit. Can you drop me a drop of water down here? I'd appreciate that. It wasn't heaven, but it wasn't hell. But the bottom, the bottom line is this. The, the Sadducees believe once you die, it's just a wrap. It's over. Mm. And how many people do you bump into believe that now? Right. And I almost can understand. It's like, okay, what are you trying to tell me? You're trying to tell me that I am never going to die? No, you're not. Your body is. Amen. But when you die, your body goes back to where that came from. It came from the dirt. And then your spirit goes back to where it came from. Everybody say amen. amen. And it's like, man, but people, we, they, a lot of people believe that once you die, it's just over. It's just, you're just dead. It's, what is this afterlife stuff? And most people who believe that are very liberal in thinking. Because mm -hmm. they believe that anything goes. Yep. Man, we were watching, uh, uh, we went to see Doctor Strange because Courtney's a Marvel slappy and she dictates all movies, right? <laughs> so we, me, her, and Julian, we go and then, and it's this little girl and they're trying to get the little girl and come to find out the little girl in the flashback, she's got two moms. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so we still don't know where the little girl came from because two moms aren't producing no child. Right. And the greater point in what I'm trying to say is that, man, they're trying to make this so normal. And I'm saying, man, I say this carefully because I have no hatred towards, those, towards anybody. Everybody amen. say amen. If, if, if that's your issue, I just thank God it's not my issue, but I don't <laughs> look at you down because I got my own issues. Everybody amen. say amen. But it's like, man, you're not going to tell me this is normal, but I'm saying this is the way that life is going, everybody. One day the government is going to say the church is offensive. Yep. It offends people. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to find out true believers and the ones who are out here just being entertained. Everybody say amen. amen. How much time I got? Okay, I'm on good time. I'm on good time. So he says, listen, I am not the God of people who are dead. I am the God of the living. Once you come to me, you will always live. Hallelujah. Jesus, I've come to give you life, and I've come to give you eternal yes, Lord. life. Why do you get baptized? Well, it's the representation of death, burial, and resurrection. Mm -hmm. So here it is, these liberals, the, the, the politicals, 
he got them, and then now the liberals come with their, their point of view. Maria, come on. One of the teachers of the law came. And, and then here's this teacher of the law. And all the passages and theologians argue who this guy was. And he says, he came and he heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He's saying them. He gave them a good answer. So wait a minute. Is he a Herodian? Is he a Pharisee? Or is he a Sadducee? Hmm. And, 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 and the Bible says in other passages, and then theologians believe that he was a scribe. It says the scribe came. The scribe, scribes were also teachers of the law. They, they looked at the law very carefully. Scribes are the reason why we still have the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for scribes writing it down and, 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 and going over and over and translating and trying to find out what it meant, we, we wouldn't really, probably wouldn't even have the modern Bible. Right, amen. Right? So here's the scribe who comes and he, and he says, man, I'm seeing if he's giving them these good answers. He's, he's going, these answers are good. How is he calling them good? Well, because I'm a scribe. All I do is look at the word. That's all I do. Mm -hmm. My job is to translate the, the word over and over to try to get the most understanding we can get out of it. That's what they tell me to do. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm like looking at it. How, like, how does he know they were good answers? He, he, he's, he's a teacher of the law. He must be a Pharisee. He must be a Sadducee. Or he must be a Herodian and he's... He's none of those. He's a, he's a scribe. Now, scribes did go crazy, and they begin to translate their own thoughts. Because trust me, we do that all the time. Amen. We take a piece of the Bible. We mold it to whatever our Baptist thoughts are or our Catholic thoughts are or our Presbyterian thoughts are. You ain't got to say amen. I know it's the truth. Amen. And don't get me wrong. I'm not picking on nobody. I'm saying it's all. We, I, my background is Pentecostals. And boy, Pentecostals will tear the Bible up. <laughs> Amen. As long as you run around and shout, you're good. <laughs> so don't get me wrong. I'm not picking on anybody. But here's this scribe. And, but the scribes, they began to get a little off. But here's a good one. This guy is okay. Next verse. Of all the commandments, which is the most important? He says, now listen, there's over 600 commandments, 613, I believe. He says, listen, there's no way we can fulfill all these commandments. Let's just be real. You're not going to do 600 commandments. How are you going to be able to keep all these? So he's going, listen, you, you got to help us out. See, because all, all these sects of Jewish believers have this debate. And it's like we, their belief it should be this way. They believe it this should be this way. The conservatives believe it should be this way. So what? Just give us a blueprint. What is the most important one? The most Maria, important one, answered Jesus, yeah. is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. He says, first of all, we got to remember, <laughs> here it is, Israel, the Lord our God is one, or the Lord is very holy. Come on. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Okay, that's one. And he threw another one in there. Go. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. He said there's no commandment. Greater than Matthew twenty two forty says this: All the law of Moses and the book of the prophets are based on those two commandments. Hallelujah. And I'm like, what does that mean? It means that loving the Lord more than anything, and then loving your neighbor more than more than yourself, you will fulfill all the other commandments automatically. Amen. So you don't commit adultery because not because you're scared you're gonna get struck down and you're gonna go to hell, you're gonna catch a disease. 
You do it because you love. Amen. So much so that you stay away from it. Everybody say amen. Amen. So you're not going to cheat on your wife because you, not because, oh, this just, it's just society says it isn't, it isn't right. You, you do it, or because, oh, man, I don't want to be struck down. You do it because of love. Amen. Because for your love for God, obeying his commandments, and for your love for your neighbor who happens to be your wife. Amen. Why don't we lie? Well, because, you know, of love. Amen. See, because I'm not going to lie to somebody that I love. Why don't you serve any other guy? Well, because of love. See, the law has been painted as this, this record of do's and don'ts that brings condemnation, and mm-hmm. you cannot do them. You can't do mm-hmm. 600. You, you can't do it. You, you can't keep all these rules and regulations. I don't care who you are. You can't do it. So then here's, here's, here's Christ going, you know, See, I know you can't. That's why I'm here. Love is the only way you can kind of do okay. Amen. And when you fall, you can get back up and get back on the horse again. Why don't you bear false witness to your neighbor? Because you love. Why don't you covet your neighbor's stuff? Because you love your neighbor. Amen. Why don't you build any images? Because I love God more than anything. Hallelujah. If I, if I can get these two commandments, I'm going to be okay. And then it, it delivers me from this pride that I have or this fear that I have. Some people serve God out of fear because they don't want the, the repercussions of not serving him. And then some people serve God out of pride so they can say they're better than everybody else. Mm. It, it, it washes away the, 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 the sense of, hey, I, I, I know I'm, I'm serving God and because, you know what, I know I don't want to go to hell. And then I, I, I try to live a righteous life because I want the blessings of God to come my way and I want my family to be blessed. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm trying to do the right things. So I'm afraid of, of all these things. It's too simple. And, and, and then it's like the, some people serve the Lord just because they can say, hey, I do all this. And I'm just, you don't. Right. You, you don't, you don't, you no, know, you, you guys are, you guys aren't right. You guys, we, we stand up and we tell people they're not right. You're not right. You're, see, this is the way you should be according to my standard, according to my stipulations of what I believe right and wrong are. Bringing condemnation, bringing pain and suffering to others. Jesus says you're putting loads on people that you don't even carry yourself. Amen. He says, listen, here's the two commandments. Love God with everything you have. And if you can love your neighbor as much as you love you, the world will be a better place. Amen. Now, we are, there's millions of Christians in America. Do we seem Christian? I was thinking, man, racism should really be abolished by now. Nobody should be racist anymore. Amen. Like, man, really? I mean, what is this, uh, the, you know? 1800s? I mean, <laughs> we still dealing with racism in 2000-something? I was talking to Julian and, and, and one of his little friends, and they were like, man, by the time we start driving, there's going to be spaceships. And I'm like, man, when I was young dudes, and I figured, me and my friends used to say the same thing, 
And by 2000, we're going to be in flying ships like the Jetsons. Yeah. We ain't in no flying ships. <laughs> no ships flying around. It's, 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 it's like, man, it, it. think about it. Why do you serve God? Is it, is it because of what he can do? Or is it because of what he protects you from? Or is it just simply because he saved your life? Amen. He showed you another way of oh, dealing yeah. with this down here. He's planting wisdom in you constantly you, to get you to maneuver through all this traffic out here. Mm -hmm. Or are we serving the Lord and it better not be in this church because we're better. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. we know the way you don't know the way. Mm -mm. So we can, we can write, take a pencil and pad, or, or just take your, you know, we don't use pencil pads no more. You can whip out your little notes on your device and put down what your neighbor is doing and what they're not doing. Mm. It's sad. That, you know what's the sad part? Here's these Jewish leaders going to try to catch a rabbi who's teaching the word. And I go, man, we still do that. We love to see preachers fall. We love it. We love it. It's so spattered across the news. Oh, we got another one. As if, you know, if, if preachers don't take a shower, they stink too. I mean, if, they, if the Lord begins to slip in their life, they're capable of anything also. So you without sin cast the first stone. Amen. And trust me, people like this, we'll, we'll have a better account. Trust me, we're going to have an account for what we do. Mm -hmm. Worse than you. Everybody say amen. Amen. But it's like, man, where's the love though? It's like, there, well, I know there isn't much of it. Because we don't love God more than everything, and we sure as heck don't love our neighbor. Not as much as I love me. Right. Everybody say amen. Amen. Quiet. So here it is. He's telling this writer of the law, these are the greatest commandments. Come on. Well said, teacher, the man replied. And I'm thinking, how dare you say Jesus well said like you know better? Well, then I'm realizing he was a scribe. Mm -hmm. He's been interpreting this thing forever. Mm -hmm. Everybody say amen now. Amen. He says, you're right by saying that. And this is, he says that God is one and there is none other than him. Hallelujah. Next verse. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, and with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. He says, listen, it is more important than everything that we hang our Jewish faith on. Burnt offerings and sacrifices. Mm -hmm. He says it's more important than all the animals we slaughter. Mm -hmm. That's amazing for a, a, a Jewish biblical leader to say mm -hmm. because they hung everything on sacrifice right that is how they got through life by spilling blood of animals and, and having burnt offerings and sacrifice he says man if we love our neighbors and love god more than everything else it's better than that it's it's more important than that and i'm saying when we hear this stuff when we hear love and all this it's like a train going past your house when you live by train tracks you get used to it. Right. You don't even hear it anymore. Right. Amen. 
You ever been over somebody's house and, and, and the train or a plane just goes over and they're all just continue to, yeah, you know, and you're like, whoa. Right. House shaking. <laughs> and they're just going on with life. Yeah, so anyway, what, <laughs> is that normal? What? What is what normal? <laughs> it was a train like three feet from your house. And they're like, what are you talking about? It's, I hear it all the time. It's yeah. nothing to me now, and I hate to say it, that when we hear love, Mm. It's like hearing a train go by. Wow. We just go, oh, that's cute. Oh, oh yeah, that's it. But man, every time he brought this thing up, the people just said, that's, where did this guy come from? <laughs> right. See, the difference is they heard him. Mm. They heard him. They went, whoa, that's profound. I'm, they were, the Bible says they were scared to ask him any more questions after that. Hmm. He was so wise in dealing with them that he shut them down so much they couldn't even bring back another argument. So he's, he's going, you know, these are the most important things. It's, it's, it's not this train that goes by all the time that I'm used to hearing. That's, that's whoa. We, we set God in love so much that it's the train that goes by. I didn't really hear it. How do you know, Kenan? Look at the world. Amen. Look how we act. Some of us Christians, we fight and we bicker and we try to catch each other and we, oh man, it's terrible. Pastors can't get along. It's, we reduce church down to Wendy's, McDonald's, and Tim Hortons, <laughs> Burger King. I don't even see how Burger King's still in business. Burger King is disgusting to me. <laughs> I don't offend anybody who likes Burger King, but uh, I know you like chicken fries. What is chicken fries? That's not food. <laughs> Burger King and Taco Bell are masters of making up food. <laughs> and I'm listening, looking at the commercials, Courtney's going, that looks good. That's not even food. They made that in a lab somewhere. You can't mix them things. That you, they can't grow that. They made that. Right. What is a chicken fry? <laughs> what is a waffle stick? <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm betting. Maria, move on. Let me get back on subject. When Jesus, saw, when Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. He says, listen, this guy is okay. He goes, you're you are not far. You all, you're almost there. And it says from then on, nobody dared to ask him another question. Amen. He's too wise. Mm -hmm. We're not wise enough to play on his field. He's, <laughs> he, he's picking us apart, man. He's, he's got something else. He's got some super, supernatural wisdom on dealing with these things. You, there's no way you can get around these questions that we prepared. And he did. <laughs> he's too, he, he has too much wisdom. Amen. But I'm going to keep something. He says, you're not far from the kingdom of God. You don't have it yet. Amen. But you're on the way. And you know what's amazing? He didn't tell them how to get there. Mm. I, 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 the next verse should have been, and he begins to explain to the, to the, to the, to the teacher of the law on, on how the kingdom, he didn't do it. And I'm like, why didn't he tell him? He said he's almost there. Why didn't he give him the, the rest of it? Get him to where he needs to be. Because no, it's a journey. Amen. Amen. 
It's a journey of understanding. You, you have to figure this thing out. See, grace is so hard to figure out because <laughs> we are taught from children, be good and God will bless you. And we hang our hat on that. And then, but we realize something. It's only by grace. We'll never be good enough. Amen. It's all grace and it's all mercy. We're saved by grace through faith. Everybody say amen. Amen. And it's like, man, but we're, we're taught that be good or Santa's not going to bring you. Be good or God is going to. And it's like, man, it's embedded from we think we have to earn our way. Yeah. Pharisees thought they had to earn their way. Sadducees believe that, well, you can, you, you can earn our way, but, it, it, you know, just keeping these few things. And then the Herodians think we had to political our way. See, it's always away from us that we think we need to do to get to God. And Jesus goes, man, you're so close. You're almost there. I'm not going to tell you how to get there. Amen. It's a journey you got to figure out for yourself. It's all about grace. Thank you, Lord. See, you're not really ready for the meat and potatoes yet, but you're on your way. You got a good start. You know, loving the Lord and, and loving others is the key there is more than sacrifices. Man, you're on your way. So think about you coming out of whatever background you came out of. And it's like, man, you're on the way. Of what? Understanding for yourself. Not your mother's God or not your father's God, but yours. about my past and how, you know, I've tra transferred. I remember I was telling Mike and Vicky in the back, it's like, man, I remember being a young, crazy preacher, preacher back in the late 80s, and, and, and it's like, man, I'm thinking now, man, dude, you ain't know nothing. God just graced the little bit you knew. And we did campus ministry, and we had this big, it was crazy. And then transition to that, and I'm an assistant pastor, at a, associate pastor at a very large ministry and all that crap. And then I'm thinking then, you know, did a lot, preached a lot, and I'm thinking, you didn't know anything. God just graced you a little bit, you know. It's all about grace. Then you move and not quit ministry because I'm, I'm beginning to be a preacher, and I don't want to be no preacher. I'm losing myself in this preaching stuff. I just want to be a believer, and I quit for two, three years, and I come back to help my brother, and then what happens? I'm like, yeah, I come back, and I got a better view because I've done some desert time. Amen. But I still don't know. And then, then we start this thing up and I'm like, okay, I know a little bit more now, but I still don't know. And then fast forward, I mean, my life has made so many changes, so many sacrifices. And I'm like, man, and, and so much pain. I've taken so much punishment. And it's like, man, I, and I know a lot more because tribulation gets you to know God. It really does. Amen. But I still don't know. Let me tell you a secret. I don't know. God is too large. He's too much. He's too, he shrinks himself down so we can kind of understand him. Right. It's all grace. He told the guys, see, you got the knowledge and the word and the information, but now you have to make this thing become real to you. It's all, it's all grace. It's, okay, now you're on your way. Take the journey. But if you think about the ultimate view of loving God and loving your neighbor, it was Christ. 
Because when they put him on the cross, don't yet me while you're yawning. <laughs> when they put him on the cross, that's no other obedience or love for God than you can ever show. Because oh he was the only one who God called to die. Yeah. And not only that, by the way, you're going to take on all the sins, so much so I'm not even going to look at you for a bit. Mm. How much love do you have to have for God to want that deal? And then these people who is true is doing this to him, he loves them so much he goes, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. The ultimate two version of the most important commandments, loving God more than anything yep. and loving your neighbor more than you love you. Yeah, amen. What better example? Now, everybody had that. Man, it seemed like the world would be so much better. Churches are packed again, but it, it seems like the world would be so much better. I'm not putting down any church. I'm just saying it just seems like the world would be so much better. Come on up. Pull yourself out of these, these thoughts, man, of how I, I, I should be. And put yourself in a frame of mind, it's really all about how God wants me to be. See, because I know how I want to be. I know how I want to respond. I know how I want to act. And, 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 and trust me, I try to be as godly as I can, but then God will come along and go, well, you know, that's not right. And I'm thinking, well, okay, I don't want to pick this side. I'm in the middle, and God goes, you know what, that's not really right. I am a, I am a king who doesn't even have a quarter. My image isn't on any money. And I'm bringing a new kingdom. It's not in the middle of all this madness. It's totally different. It's different in thinking. It's different in acting. It's different in responding. It's different in declaring. So Jesus wouldn't pick a political side or a liberal side or a conservative side. Why do you? I'm different. You know, hey, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, every, people died that I can vote. So I'm always going to vote. But I'm going to vote the way I really think it should be based on the information that I have, not the information that I don't have, which a lot of people vote on. You got to try to vote with wisdom. I'm not telling you to vote for. I'm just saying you got to vote with wisdom. And then the next piece is it's like, man, in order to deal with people out here, you have to be very wise. All compliments aren't coming from great places. Everyone who smiles in your face might not mean you any good. This is what I realized a few months ago. I'm not doing any more self-inflicted pain, meaning, Lord, give me the wisdom to discern, discern these things. There's people around me who, who I got to, oh, you can't be around me anymore. You stress me out. And, and, and why am I trying to force this? No, I, I love you, but you can't be around me. There's people around you who shouldn't be around you. 
There's things that you do that you just shouldn't do anymore, because why? They stress you out. Why are you having self-inflicted pain? If something causes you pain every time you do it, or pain every time you're around them, or pain every time you go there, or pain every time you talk to them, why are you still doing it? Right now, I'm trying to be as pain-free as I can be. I mean, I'm on the other side of the mountain heading down. I'm like, I'm trying to go out with a bang. I'm trying to go out as smooth as possible. I'm, I'm trying to go, I'm trying to ease my way out of this thing. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to tranquil my way out. I fought enough wars and enough battles, and a lot, what I realized, a lot of them were self-inflicted. It's what I thought. It's what I wanted. It's what I forced, and I'm not doing that anymore. If you stress me out, you can't be around me. If you, if you just, just have this certain ways, I, I can't talk to you. I, I just I can't invest my time. I don't have a lot more of it. So no more self-inflicted pain. Pain is going to come without you doing it. Everybody say amen. So don't do any self-inflicted pain. I don't know why I went that way, but so what? Lord, I ask and pray that you just bless us today. Give us the wisdom. See, God, it says if we lack wisdom, let us ask. So we're, we're asking for wisdom, God, on how to maneuver through the wisdom on how, what jobs, to, how to do our jobs, how to deal with the people at our jobs. Wisdom on what classes to take or what, wisdom on how to make decisions for our family. Wisdom on how to raise our children wisdom on how to be a good husband or a good wife, wisdom on how to be a better son or better daughter, wisdom on how to maneuver if people need us, wisdom on where I put our money at. Lord, we're not smart enough, so we, but we, if we can be wise enough, with your help, we'll be okay. So, Lord, I'm asking and praying that you instill these things into your people. Help them understand. Help them see their way. Help them see through the fog or help them chop their way through the forest that's in front of them. Help them to make those hard decisions where yes or no just is tough to come about. It might be some other answer. I don't know. So, Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name that you will Give us the wisdom that we need so we can be your people. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.